Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan. He is Banksy, and this is not the only Utah Warriors podcast anymore, Banksy. Tell us about Utah Built, man. Uh, Utah Built, an incredible new podcast revolving around the Utah Built slogan. You know, it started as just a point of pride for so many players on this Utah team that are from Utah, and then it built into so much more, and we decided to look into the people, the personalities, the brands, and the businesses that are uniquely Utah built. So we started with episode one and our very own Kimball Care telling the story about the Utah Warriors, some of the key moments, some of the turning points in what has been really almost a decades long project to get us to where we are. And then a host of other guests all lined up, key figures from all over the sports and business world that are going to be featured on the Utah built podcast. So episode one is out now. Check it out. I love it with your host, Banksy. Check it out. Okay, here's what's on today's show. The Houston win, we'll recap it. Great win, round 14 recap in MLR. Rugby, ATL coming to town, another big game. We'll preview MLR round 15 as well. Joe Mono and Tomasi Tonga will join the program, plus Banksy's rugby rant. We begin with the Houston recap. Sabercats led 3-0 in the fourth minute on a Davy Kutz, a penalty goal. Joe Hodgson tied it up in the 14th. Gideon Von Vick scored the first of three tries for Houston in the 15th to lead it 8-3. Then Connor McLeod scored his fourth try in two games to make it 10-8. And this has just become Connor McLeod doing what Connor does, just that good chasing line and the boys finding the offload in space. That will be a theme spectacularly for some later scores in this game as well. Von Vick scores again to put Houston up 15-10 later. Joe Hodgson made it 15-13 in the 32nd with a penalty goal. David Kutza got injured. Drew Wild takes over fly half duties. For the Sabercats, he makes a penalty goal in the 35th. It's 18-13 Houston. Joel Hodgson then scored a try in the 36th to get it tied at 18. And that Hodgson try was incredible. They worked the ball from the left all the way to the right, and it was the offload. And then the looping run around the corner with Hodgson dotting it down right at the flagstick. Epic finish. Then right before the half, certainly Utah could have just kicked it in a touch and gone to the sheds. But this is the Utah Warriors we're talking about. A spectacular try scored by Rufio himself, Joe Mono. This is probably the try of the year so far. Arguably could be the try of the year, as well as maybe two or three others from this Utah Warriors team. But it really started with an incredible break from Caleb Mockany, who found space, made the defender on the outside, and then just too much speed. Mono on the outside, the little flick and finish. And it was just too much Warriors at the end of the first 40. Paula Sique, who was still recovering from an injury, was in the stands, and he was like, that was fun to watch. I recorded it, and I got it on camera. Paul was a fan like the rest of us. 23-18 at halftime, Utah up. 43rd minute, Mika Kruse finishes off one to go up 28-18. Mika Kruse has been so incredible, whether he's been in the center position, we've seen him in the fullback position, we've seen him out on the wing. He just always puts himself and other players in the right position, and it was a crucial try for the Warriors. 52nd minute, Von Beek gets the hat trick with his third, makes it 28-13. Caleb Mockany now gets a chance to kick. He makes one of two penalty goal opportunities in the next nine minutes. Utah's up 31-23. John Dupree gets a yellow card in the 72nd minute near the try line after multiple Warriors penalties. Ultimately, Utah got the stop. Mockany makes another penalty goal. It's 34-23. Then with the win in hand, and this was big, and we don't really show the opponent scores very often, but we show this one because Houston did something that ends up getting them a bonus point for four plus tries and cuts it to within seven to get that bonus point. Utah wins 34-28. Houston gets two points 
They end up tied with 38 points each. That was a big moment in this match as well. It was a huge moment. And really, the Warriors had no answer for Van Vick. And he was an absolute unit. And probably the only bright spot that they had through the, throughout the game. He's really what kept them in it. But Zach Pangelinen, the uh, original Houston Sabercat, and a personal friend of mine, shouts out to Zachy. Uh, always fun to watch him play. Got it done for the Houston Sabercats again in spectacular fashion to keep things very interesting in the West. So it was a weird sort of vibe at the end of the game because Utah won, but Houston got those two bonus points. In the end, it's all good news because Utah is now tied for third in the West as a part of our game notes. Utah owns the tiebreaker. The first tiebreaker, if you're tying points, is straight up wins. And so Utah's plus one in that department with eight this season. Five and one at home. It is tough to win at the Fortress, that is. Zions Bank Stadium. The only loss is to the best team in the league, San Diego. That's respectable. Season sweep of Houston, which, by the way, every season now, all five where Utah and Houston have played, the team that won the first game won the second game. A stat without reason, as Pete Steinberg said on the broadcast. Joe Mono scores another try. That's 11 now, tied for first in the league. He continues to tack on to his all-time tries number for the Utah Warriors. Stats look like this. Tries were equal. Conversions were the same. Penalty goals, a big deal for Utah, getting four out of five. A lot more tackles in this one, and Utah wins 34-28. An absolutely incredible pull from the boys to get it done. Uh, I thought Saya Ohila played great minutes where he was expecting to be a sub and had to be into the starting lineup uh, at the last minute. There's been a stomach bug that absolutely wrecked this team all week long and lead up to this game that nobody really talked about, but it forced a couple of players, namely Bailey Wilson and some others uh, off of that starting lineup. And uh, coach had to shuffle a bunch of guys around into places, which is why we saw Henry Bell end up playing flanker. We saw Calvin Whiting in the scrum at certain points during the 14 man uh, yellow card. So all of the guys just stepping up and getting it done when they had to both on and off the field. Shout out to Thomas Tuaval, who had to sit out. Uh, and how many guys does it take to uh, tackle Silo Hila? Um, we're just witnessing that on this graphic. In the first 15, three Warriors were named. Tremendous. Joel H the 10, 11, and 12, right? Joel Hodgson was awesome. Joel Mono, of course, has been awesome every game. And Calvin Whiting continues to play really, really good rugby. 15 tackles defensively. And, you know, he shut down Ma'anonu earlier in the season. And it doesn't really matter who you pair him with. He just has played himself into incredible form this season. So big shouts out to Calvin getting the nod and uh, he's playing incredible and we need to keep that form going throughout the remainder of the season. By the way, in that graphic, that was Hunga Havili, the other of the two Tongan Towers. Oh, thank in you. That graphic. Yes. So it takes all of them to tackle Hunga is your answer, by the way. Every single Sabercat. Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, round 14, New England beat Nola, just smashed them 50 to three. Seattle took out. Chicago, 35-13, moving up the graphic. Dallas, second-ever win, and first on the road, taking out Rugby ATL, who comes to town this week. And then Toronto loves the tie. That's two in a row for them. It's been a roller coaster of a season. You never know what's going to happen. We say this all the time. There's no easy weeks in Major League Rugby, and Rugby ATL learned that the hard way. And, you know, the Toronto Arrows have just struggled to find some form. They've found themselves in it in almost every game they've been in, but they've come up short week after week after week. Okay, we take a look at the standings in the West. The Legion plus five on Seattle. Seattle plus nine now on both Utah and Houston. Again, tied for third place. The tiebreaker goes to Utah because of overall wins. Keep that going, right? 
Dallas now up to 16 points out of the hunt. Chicago there as well comes to town in a few weeks. In the east, New England, way out in front of D.C. by 15. And then it's New York, a point back, five points back for Rugby ATL, who really need wins. They're going to come in fighting after the uh, loss to Dallas. Nola Gold right in the hunt as well. And then there's Toronto. Uh, pretty surprising if you look at that that schedule there and look at who each of the uh, Warriors and Houston Sabercats have to face going down the stretch. You know, there's, like I said, no easy games, but the records may favor the two teams there when you figure that, you know, Houston is maybe the favorite because it could come down to bonus points here for that difference in that third playoff spot in the Western Conference. Okay, speaking of probability to make the championship series, which is what MLR calls the playoffs. This, These are some numbers that came out today, courtesy of SIS, who makes the betting lines. Utah has 45% chance to make the playoffs. Houston has 56%. So what are we thinking about some of these numbers as Utah tries to get that uh, third and final playoff spot? I, I'm assuming San Diego is going to take one. Seattle's pretty comfortable in two. It's a battle for third. Well, when you realize that Houston has Chicago, Toronto, and Old Glory, who none of them have a winning record, and the first two barely have a win. So the, the schedule kind of favors them a little bit when you Utah have to face ATL, Seattle, Chicago, and Rugby New York, the defending champion. So the schedule tougher for the Utah Warriors, but the good news is what Utah Warriors are playing on form right now. So back the boys in red and black is what I say. Absolutely. Got to get it done. Got some tough road games. You mentioned specifically Seattle and New York. Got to take care of rugby ATL this weekend and Chicago at home. Zions Bank Stadium has been an absolute fortress. We sold it out last week, Dub Nation. We need your energy again this week. Get your tickets for the Utah Warriors as they take on rugby ATL this Saturday, May 27th, 7.30 kick. Go to warriorsrugby.com. Be part of the best home field advantage in all of Major League Rugby and the most incredible fan experience at Zions Bank Stadium for the Utah Warriors taking on rugby ATL. Warriorsrugby.com has your tickets now. It is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, calling it on the radio in your case and TV in mine, it's like there's a real impact and experience and vibe that the crowd and everyone with the Warriors is providing. Like, it is so fun to watch these games in person, to watch on TV. If you, if you can get out there, be out there because it's a hard ticket to get now, as we saw last week. Okay, let's preview the matchup coming up Saturday against Rugby ATL, 7.30 Mountain Time on KMYU streamed on kslsports.com and the Rugby Network. You can listen to Banksy on the call, ESPN 960 and 92.1 FM as well. ATL comes in with a losing record, 5-6-1, and one, 27 points, fourth in the East. Um, and they are a team that uh, ended up, uh, you know, dropping a game to Dallas uh, this last week. It's a good team that has struggled at times and certainly coming off of a disappointing loss. I would assume they're going to really bring it this weekend against Utah, Banksy. This is a team that's absolutely backed in the corner. And if they don't get a win this season, they've probably kissed their postseason hopes goodbye because they would need a lot of help, even with bonus point wins, to make it back up into that third spot. Okay, a couple of storylines in this one. This is the 75th game in Utah Warriors history. Angus McClellan has played in every single one. So if he plays on Saturday, which we fully expect, he will be the first MLR player to 75 appearances ever. That is amazing. Also, it's going to be awesome because it's Military Appreciation Night. ATL leads this series 2-1, but the last meeting was last year. It was a huge win for Utah on May 7th. 
it could go back and forth between these teams as it always does, much like we saw against this Houston in this Houston match. Uh, so incredible scenes. It, we need the fans at Zions Bank Stadium, not just to cheer on these Warriors, but to cheer on the Iron Man, Gus McClellan. Are you kidding me? One of the original Warriors, all 75 matches. He was the first to 50. He's most likely going to be the first to 75. A full pull from Big Gus. Oh, by the way, Captain Bailey Wilson, two appearances away from becoming the youngest player to 50 appearances in MLR. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. A couple of players to watch in this one. Tirangatir Waitoki is a winger who has seven tries. That's one of the tops in MLR. Alex Mons scores a lot as a prop. Revita Biddle is a fullback who's going to run around the pitch quite a bit. And Matt Heaton will be in almost every ruck. These are two teams that play a very similar style of rugby. So I think it's going to come down to the physicality and just the sheer desire for a full 80 minutes to see who gets the results in this matchup. Other matches in round 15, New England taking on Toronto. That won't be a tie. I can promise you that. Old Glory DC taking on Seattle. Houston and Chicago. I think all Warriors fans are whoever's playing Houston at this point. So this week it's Chicago. And then on Sunday, San Diego taking on New York. If you uh, want to get your kids involved and exposed to the greatest sport on earth, as we say, the game that's played in heaven, sign up with our very own Ashley Solowin and the Junior Warriors. Junior Warriors clinics happen before every Utah Warriors home game. Get a couple tickets to the match. Your kid gets a souvenir t-shirt and the experience of a lifetime getting to run out with players, coaches, and our very own Junior Warriors staff. Go to junior.warriorsrugby.com. That's jr.warriorsrugby.com to sign up now. It's worth it just to pick the brain of Ashley Solomon, let alone learn rugby. I mean, it's awesome, so make sure you sign up. Let's welcome in our guests today. We have Joe Mano and Tomasi Tonga, the winger and the center, joining the program, coming off the big win against Houston in game against Rugby ATL. Guys, how's it going? Welcome to the show. What's happening? What's up? I think Joe just scored another try while we were talking about it, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's been a great year for you individually. Obviously, the team's in that playoff spot right now. What did it mean on Saturday to get that win against Houston in a game that you guys really needed five points in? Um, it means a lot to to, to the boys, man. Um, we've been talking about it all week that we needed this this win to get us into that third spot, and um, I, guess, I guess that's what the boys did um, last week. And yeah, we're in that third spot right now. <laughs> Masi, look at the guys in front of you at center, and you have some incredible experience to learn from, not just with guys like Paul Lasique, but with Calvin and Tyler playing incredibly well with Mika. So by the time you come on the field, they've been chasing around these big bodies yeah. and these fast bodies, and then you bring the energy and just get to run over guys. How is it with that kind of depth at the center position that just allows you to go out and have fun? Uh, I think the best part is just like the practices during the week, just like being able to compete against those guys just every day is just such a game changer and just helps my game so much. So, I mean, it's awesome. And then I get like a front row seat to watch Joe score a bunch of tries. So it's, it gets like it's the best of both worlds, really. You know, I get to be a fan <laughs> while I'm watching the game. And then when I get to play, it's just, party so yeah it's awesome you were like paula in the stands just recording and then, <laughs> yeah exactly have my like, hey, there goes Joe. Have well, my let's talk about that recording it was awesome it was perfect yeah it was great yeah, it was awesome. joe let's talk about right before the half that try um probably the best try of the year it was it was pretty good um what, what are you kind of seeing and feeling because obviously you guys can break out from anywhere but right before the half there's a certain amount of risk there right but you guys are willing to take it and it was worth it yeah um I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that we we're just gonna run out of that 
22. Um, I thought we were just going to kick it out and then have the rest. <laughs> and then, and then uh, as soon as I saw um, Kelvin pass it to Joza, and, and I knew that ball was coming through an edge. So I was like, yep. And then Kid Up did his thing and then uh, gave it to me. And then, <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. You're saying that you had no idea the call was on to run it out of the back? That looked yeah. like it was a set play from the beginning. And you're just standing out there in space expecting to jog in for the half and you end up scoring on the trailer? <laughs> I, I was I was standing flat with um, Caleb, so I I mean I thought we're just gonna kick it out, you know. <laughs> and then that happened. So <laughs> sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, Joey. <laughs> hey, and then a six point win—that was like a big moment, right? Um, yeah. In match. Um, Joe, I, I mentioned Rufio uh, with you. You gotta. I, we talked before the show. You haven't watched Hook. You gotta watch Hook so you know what this is. But Tomasi, that's yeah, a, is that a good comp with the hair and the is it okay? That's that's like genuinely funny. Like that's that's, that's a good one. That's like that's awesome. Man. <laughs> you gotta make them bangerang, boys. Yeah. All right, you gotta make them bangerang. Okay, so let's talk about uh, obviously taking a minute to to celebrate the win, but there's still a lot of work left to be done. Masi, how has training been with the boys? What's the attitude like in the sheds this week in the lead up to the big match with ATL? Oh, it's good. You know, everyone's really dialed and we know what we have to do. You know, it's, I mean, the season's not over. It's like, a, it was, it would have been pretty easy after that game against Houston to be like, perfect. We're in third jobs done, but jobs still ain't done. Um, we got a saying going on, stay on. So we're all trying to stay on and just, uh, just compete every chance we get can against each other. So then when the game comes, it's just the fun. It's just for fun now. You know what I mean? All the hard work is done. So you know, we're really going to get after it. Uh, we already did on Tuesday, so we're going to get after it again on Thursday and be ready on Saturday. Joe, this rugby ATL team is a team you've played the last couple of years. They're a good squad. Yes, they have a losing record, but they are they have some real quality there. Obviously, Niall Saunders is over there, the old teammate. Um, what, what's the conversation going to be like with Niall pregame, and what are you expecting from rugby ATL? Um, you know, we, we all know um, rugby ATL um, is a really good side, and um, – um, we're expecting them to bring their A game to us, you know, because they lost to um, Dallas, and um, we're, we're trying to win that game. And yeah, man, a few words and shortly, <laughs> shortly stated, brother. Right to business. Uh, speaking of business, we have an order of congratulations for you, right, Joey? You were just added to the player pool for the national team. Yeah. Well deserved as as <laughs> arguably you. the best try scorer in all of Major League Rugby this season. How does that feel, guys? Uh, feels amazing, man. Um, that's that's the dream. It's like a dream come true. Um, I wanted to be a, a USA Eagle um, ever since I moved to Utah, and um, yeah, finally got there. So I'm one step away to get a cap for the USA. So um, yeah. Joe, walk us back to, and we've talked to you about this, but now that we've have a little more distance, from when you tear your ACL to coming back to being in the form that you are now, what what has it taken in your life, emotionally and physically and so on, to get to this point? Because right now you're you're tied for first in the league in tries. Utah's in a playoff spot. You're you're called up to the USA. Life's good, man. But it wasn't always good when you tore your ACL, right? Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, she's. After that, um, I, I still, I still, I can still picture myself in that um, ACL with that brace and um, after every game, man. Um, but the support from my family and you know my son and everybody who have been supporting me and messaged me and uh, telling me that I'll be come back stronger than than I was before. So um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. So can't wait. Look, let's talk about some of that support because both of you guys are, you know, local homegrown pathway players that have come up through the system that the Warriors have to develop local talent. And how does that, Tomasi, really factor into the camaraderie, knowing that you have a core group of guys that are all from here. Like you get to go home yeah. to your houses. You're not staying in a foreign place in, in a weird city that you've never been, or that you're learning that this really is home with or without rugby. Does that factor into the attitude and the camaraderie in the locker room? Oh uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, like me and Joe played together since that first year of the selects. So mm -hmm. like <laughs> knowing, knowing him and to see where he's at now is, I mean, it's awesome. You know I mean, that's just, that's just one of the boys, you know, you're, just, you're always, that, that's just how the culture has been, I think, personally. Like, when I came in last year, it's it was the same. Like, that's how everybody has been. You know, like, the local guys and, like, the international guys, we all look at Utah as home in some sense. So, it's it's always – it's I guess it's kind of different, I guess, for, like, guys like me and Joe that, you know, that been living here. But at the same time, like, Caleb and all those guys, I mean, I can really – you can really tell that Utah is turning into their home as well. And that's because of the fans and – just the, the culture of the team. So I think it's just the Utah Warriors in general is the reason why it's just that home factor. Well, Joe and Tomasi, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, thanks for uh, letting us chat for a minute and best of luck against Rugby ATL. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you all. Joe Mano and Tomasi Tonga on the, on the show. Good stuff from those guys. We appreciate that time. Love to have the boys on the show and great to see the local talent continue to develop and rise to the international stage. It's what the Warriors are all about. It's why we rock those four stripes on our chest like you see the two of them there on your screen right now. If you're ready to rock that gear, get to the Warriors team store right now for the best kit in Major League Rugby. Look at all those model guys right there, all right? Go to shop.warriorsrugby.com. All of the kit is available, including some limited edition kit that won't be available ever again once it sells out. Shop.warriorsrugby.com. It's time now for Banksy's Rugby Rant. We need to get away from this Eastern Conference, Western Conference garbage that we've got here in America. I think in American sports, we like to have those divisions. We do in every major sport we have, but I feel like we need to be better, right? And I feel like the French and English model right now is working because it allows the best teams to play the best teams in the biggest moments. Right now, the number two team in the Eastern Conference doesn't even have a winning record. The number three team is barely 500 and just holding on. The number two and three teams wouldn't make the playoffs right now if they were in the Western Conference. We need the best teams playing on the biggest stage. And I don't like the way the East-West Conference shakes out because it leaves some of the best teams on the outside looking in. It's a big change that the league would have to undertake, but I think it's one that could see incredible success by highlighting the best talent and clubs in American rugby. Get rid of the Eastern-Western Conference. Okay, we'll see with the addition of Miami if there's any consideration of that uh, coming up next year. The Rugby Rant, bringing it again. Okay, that'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation and follow the Utah Warriors on social media. We'll talk to you Saturday for Utah and Rugby ATL. Only four weeks left in the regular season. It's a big one, 7.30 Mountain Time. Thanks to Joe Mano and Tomasi Tonga. Today's show was produced by Mason Benson. For Banksy, I am Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors!